It feels like just yesterday that the world was dissecting that Halo Infinite trailer that was on display at the Xbox Game Showcase. Now, I took it at face value and I assumed that some of the visuals would be cleaned up before release, assuming that the build on display was far from finished. Now, the art style along with the combat looked interesting and it looked like Halo Infinite was going back to the basics with this one while adding some modern elements such as open world and traversal. Unfortunately, this week, Microsoft had a day of bittersweet messaging with a post on Halo waypoint informing gamers of the delay of the highly anticipated return of master chief it wasn't all bad news though as they also provided a post on the xbox wire to give gamers some sugar to help make the medicine go down just a little bit easier with a tighter release window for the xbox series x so what does this mean for xbox playstation and the rest of the launch season we'll find out on today's episode of the video games podcast One of the first reactions after the Xbox Game Showcase was that if every game was on Game Pass, and if every game is playable on an Xbox One, then what is the benefit of buying an Xbox Series X at launch? There were some great surprises and great games on display at the showcase, but there were two problems that seemed a little concerning. The first issue was that the games that did look next generation worthy had no release date and most likely were looking at 2021 late 2021 or later for most of them the other issue was that the ones that were coming to the xbox series x at launch didn't highlight the benefits of being in line or online when they go on sale halo infinite was part of this quandary despite your thoughts on the visuals microsoft initially failed to provide reason for the immediacy of being a consumer of the xbox series x about a week after the Xbox Game Showcase, Microsoft added some details to Halo Infinite after some of the information leaked regarding the game. Obviously, it felt like a missed opportunity to announce some of the leaked Halo details, but also to announce some of the details regarding the benefits of the Xbox Series X for games that are playable on the Xbox One generation. A few of the key areas of noted improvement for playing Master Chief on the Xbox Series X was greatly reduced load times and 120 frames per second, which are both two areas that the Xbox One can't compete with. Now back to the topic at hand, over on Halo Waypoint, Chris Lee, who is a studio head at 343, made a post informing fans of the unfortunate delay of Halo Infinite and he said, We've made the difficult decision to shift our release to 2021 to ensure the team has adequate time to deliver a Halo game experience that meets our vision. The decision to shift release is the result of multiple factors that have contributed to development challenges, including the ongoing COVID-related impacts affecting us all this year. Now, the post goes on a little bit longer, but those are the few sentences that really sum up everything you need to know. Phil Spencer also took some time out of his busy schedule to be on Animal Talking, the Animal Crossing talk show hosted by Gary Whitta, and as expected from Phil, his answers seem very transparent, and I think one of the reasons that many people admire Phil Spencer is that he doesn't seem like a ravaged gaming executive. He truly loves games, and it's very admirable the way that he doesn't minimize the competition's success, whether that be the great success of the PS4 or, according to him, the best first-party lineup in the business with Nintendo. Phil Spencer said delaying Halo Infinite was a decision that 5 or 10 years ago he couldn't have made, but now with the support that he does have to make those calls, in the long run, good for our platform, good for our studio, and good for our franchises. Candor is one thing that Phil shows by telling us that earlier in the generation, 
this game would have shipped unfinished because of how important they thought it was for the Xbox, but the growth of him and likely many others at the company have shown that it's much more important to ship a game when it's ready instead of trying to meet an arbitrary date. Around three months away from the release of the Xbox Series X, Phil was asked why the timing was right to delay Halo Infinite. He said, when you're shipping a game like Halo, it's not just a solo release. We have a lot of marketing partners and promotions, and you want to be respectful of your partners and giving them a heads up so that they can plan their timeline for things that they are doing in conjunction with the launch of the game. Now, it's possible that 343 and Xbox could have waited a little longer to delay the highly anticipated title to see if it would have came out, but there comes a time when you know it's the right thing to do. They have spent years building relationships with other companies, and a lot of these marketing events take a long time to put in motion, and giving them ample notice helps keep these established relationships going. It's very unfortunate that we won't be able to play Halo Infinite this fall, the first Halo in over five years, which is quite the wait for such a tentpole series for a company, but there is never a reason to be truly mad at a developer. I'm sure the vision that 343 had for Halo Infinite was extremely ambitious, especially if they plan for it to be supported for years to come in a live service type of way. Delaying the game cannot be a decision that comes easy for anyone, but it shows great responsibility to have the guts and ownership to delay such a high-profile game. Now, if there's anything that 343 has learned since taking over the series is that it's probably better to delay a game and to make sure it's ready rather than to rush it out underdeveloped, which could lead to major issues. Major issues like Halo Master Chief Collection had for many years after its release as the multiplayer portion was basically unplayable. On another blog post on Halo Waypoint in the past few weeks, they also said that due to the current pandemic and the developmental challenges, that it was possible that there wouldn't be a multiplayer beta, which seemed like a very bold decision to make, especially after the Master Chief Collection matchmaking issues. Now, it was this sentiment, along with the lack of multiplayer shown during the Xbox Game Showcase, that had many people wondering if Halo Infinite was not going to ship as a full product. Is there a possibility of the game launching without certain aspects, such as multiplayer or campaign? As it turns out, the idea of shipping the game with only a few components was at least floated across the table. When referring to head of 343 Bonnie Ross, head of first party Matt Booty, and himself Phil Spencer, he said that there were options and things that we could do, ship parts of the game on given dates, but it just didn't feel like the Halo release all of us would want. Now, shipping the game without multiplayer or without campaign would have been the wrong decision since many fans and critics' reaction would have been completely negative as it would have been judged as a whole with a massive missing piece or at least held up to the previous Halo entries that shipped as full packages. How important is shipping a console with a great lineup anyways? Looking back on history, there are very few systems that actually launched with killer apps and even the ones that had system selling software on day one didn't set records. Off the top of my head, the original Xbox launching with Halo Combat Evolved could be argued is the only reason that Xbox still exists today, but it only managed to sell somewhere between 20 and 30 million units. The other immediate system that comes to mind is the Nintendo 64 that launched with Super Mario 64, which is a game that would change the blueprint for how three-dimensional games were made and it only helped sell the system around 32 million units, which makes it the third worst selling Nintendo system behind the Wii U and the GameCube with around 22 million and 13 million. 
Something to think about is that all three of those systems had some great games, and if you owned any of those three Nintendo consoles, you probably thoroughly enjoyed your time with it and didn't care that it didn't sell the greatest, which makes me wonder, do gamers actually care about console sales numbers or launch lineups for that matter? The other thing that some of those numbers on display is that Halo and Super Mario 64 are quintessential killer apps. Yet those system sales numbers are not great when judged against the history of console sales. Looking at the flip side, on some of the best-selling systems ever, few of them launched with a must-buy title on day one. PlayStation 2 sold 159 million units, Nintendo DS sold 154 million, Game Boy sold 119 million, PlayStation 4 currently sits at 106 million, and the original PlayStation sold 103 million, and that rounds out the top five best-selling systems ever. Now I'm sure there's someone who could make an argument for every one of these systems having a great launch title, but in my opinion, out of the top 5 best selling systems of all time, only one of them launched with a game that moved hardware and that's Tetris on the original Game Boy. I would even entertain the argument that the majority of these systems launched with abysmal games, but it seems clear that having amazing software on day one just doesn't matter anymore and maybe it never did other than for marketing purposes and for gamers to argue about. Even the PlayStation 4, which launched in 2013 as the most recent example and will likely become the third best-selling system of all time, didn't have much on day one. Killzone Shadowfall and Knack were the two major PS4 exclusive first-party titles, and they were both fairly maligned by critics and fans alike. Circling back to the Halo delay and the launch of the Series X, when asked about the delay... Phil didn't sugarcoat his thoughts. He said, it's a bummer, it's a disappointment for fans, and it is a disappointment for us. Those thoughts right there are everything you need to know about Phil Spencer. They didn't want to do this. If you're upset, think about how he and everyone else at Xbox feels. It's been five years since Halo Guardians, and it's been seven years since Xbox has been second fiddle to Sony and the PlayStation 4. They have waited and worked so hard for this moment for so long just at the last minute to have to delay the game into 2021, which is smart not to give it another target date unless you can be sure that you can hit it. It's possible that it can still make the launch window, which on last check was around 3-6 to six months, and if the Xbox Series X is launching mid-November, then mid-April would be the end of the launch window. With Halo Infinite not being available on launch, the next question was will any games be fast-tracked or shifted around to fill the void? But Phil Spencer made it clear that the lineup was not moving around to fill the gap. There is wonder how Microsoft, a trillion dollar company, can fumble the messaging a few times this year already with regards to the Xbox Series X. The first thing was in May when Xbox announced the 2020 initiative which was supposed to be a monthly feature regarding all things Series X and could sometimes be a special episode of Inside Xbox. However, in just the second month, there was a 2020 event in June that was supposed to happen that never did. The other messaging issue was at the Xbox Game Showcase to display Halo Infinite for almost 10 minutes when just a few weeks later it was delayed and this seems like an inside team might have had the notion that Halo Infinite might not make launch. I understand COVID-19 has wrecked a lot of plans for a lot of people and businesses but it just doesn't make sense to announce things if you don't need to or you aren't sure. Look at Nintendo. They don't seem to care about the lack of Nintendo Directs or the lack of announcements for the remainder of 2020, but sales of software and hardware are still going very strong for the company. I personally enjoy it more when a game is announced and is out within a few months, just like they did for Paper Mario this year. 
As for Sony and the PlayStation 5, I think they are in a good position again, even though they don't really have any true first-party exclusive games on launch either, with the possible exception of Spider-Man Miles Morales, which might be a cross-generation title. If it isn't, it would certainly be a bold choice to ship that game without giving 106 million gamers on the PlayStation 4 access to it. Now, I think the reason that the PlayStation 5 is positioned well is because of their messaging that they are truly next-gen and they haven't tried to explain that you can play any game anywhere. At the end of the day, we are once again left with the same question that many people had after the Xbox Game Showcase, and that is why do we need to purchase an Xbox Series X at launch? Sure. All games will likely look better on the new hardware, but just how much better, as we haven't seen any hard evidence yet. One of the fall's biggest games, Cyberpunk 2077, while it does feature smart delivery, won't actually feature a true next-generation experience until well after launch and likely into 2021. Now, we still have a lot of time before the launch of the Xbox Series X, and one of the things that Phil said during Animal Talking was that they still have a few announcements to come regarding games coming to Xbox and Game Pass. There is a possibility that Phil and the rest of the team at Xbox can educate consumers as to why they need to buy a Series X on day one. That's all for the Video Games Podcast this week. Thank you for listening as always. And if you aren't subscribed to the podcast, then please consider doing so. Other than that, I'm still very much looking forward to what Xbox has in store. And I hope you are too. Please enjoy your last few minutes of summer. And remember to be nice to your fellow gamer. And more importantly, be nice to your fellow human. 